As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The one word that stands out to me is complimentary football. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Wild and Crazy! Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogan. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns with you after a Bears win. How about that, Johnsy? Home win. Yeah, that those don't happen. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to proceed with this podcast. I, this is unfamiliar territory. It, well, it was a 10-game uh, home losing streak. It was the longest in franchise history. I don't know if you know this, but the Bears have been around for a long time. Um. So any record like that is uh, it means something, and uh, they finally cracked it today. Got the the win to end that losing streak that went over a full calendar year of home losses, ten in a row. And honestly, they did it relatively easily. I mean, it was a game they were in control from start to finish. Tyson Bajent, first NFL start, no big deal, nice and easy. So fun fact, this podcast has actually been going on for about 10 minutes now, but (laughs) we had to restart it because of some technical difficulties. But before on the original podcast, I was looking up things in pro football reference before the ad started playing. I I, I should have like shame on us for thinking that Brian Hoyer Hoyer could win a football game. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm not going to lie. I, I was not aware of his losing streak. Where he hadn't won a game yes. so since I looked he it up. was the Bears' backup quarterback, right? Yeah. Yes. Since, In 2016? Since, where is it? 10 to 2016. So October 2nd, 2016, against the Detroit Lions, 17 to 14 win over the Lions. He was 28 for 36 for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. It's, this is when he had the run of like, this is like of your obscure Bears facts. 
Like he's the only Bears quarterback in history to have like four consecutive like 300 yard passing games, and yeah. he did that in that season. Like I remember Dow Loggins being very proud of that. Yeah, a lot of empty yards. Um, so he had lost, I think, 13 straight starts across five different teams. <laughs> that's that's a so, fact. And, and it didn't take long in this game, Johnsy, to realize that Brian Hoyer was just. Quite frankly, not as good as Tyson Bajan. Like, I'm being serious. Like, Bajan was throwing the ball accurately. He wasn't throwing it far, but he was getting the ball out quick, and it was accurate. Hoyer was all over the place today. He was not very good. The accuracy was an issue. He was throwing behind guys. He was throwing too far in front of guys. A lot of times, this was happening on third down. The Bears own third down in this game. I think a lot of that is a credit to their running game, but also Tyson Bajan when he had to on third down being money on a money down and Brian horror was the exact opposite. So yes, in hindsight and look, there's plenty of other reasons. If we were covering the Raiders that we could have looked at things like Brian Hoyer's losing streak and been like, well, this is the reason why the Raiders are going to win. The bears haven't won a home game in over a year. They're not very good. <laughs> like, like all there's these a, things. There's a saying like what all good things must come to an end, but this is something different. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but obviously, look, there's actually plenty of credit to give out today. There's some to the defense. There's some to the running game. There's some to Luke Getze, who I thought had a good game plan to take Max Crosby out of this one. Are I'll you pit- allowed to praise Luke Getze? Not you specifically, but Bears news consumption. <laughs> news consumption. I think so. I mean, I think you can do it on a game by game basis. I think one week you can criticize the game plan like last week. And I, and I'm seeing this already, like the, the pro Justin Fields side of things. Cause this is what we do in Chicago. We're drawing lines similar to the line you see on your screen in front of you. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit subscribe and hit that like button. We appreciate you. Um, there's that, that line right in the middle of your screen. And that's apparently how it has to be between two quarterbacks in Chicago. Um, I would just like to start with this, like at the bare minimum, when it comes to Tyson Beijing. We know in this town what bad quarterback play looks like. And not only that, we know what bad backup quarterback play looks like. We've seen a lot of it. We've seen so many games. You listed a lot of those names last week. On this show, Johns, we knew when Jimmy Clausen went to Seattle, game over. No chance. It, I mean, John Fox literally punted on that game. He just punt, punt, punt. Why did at least we got frequent flyer miles for flying out there? But that was basically the only reason to go all the way out there for that we game. A really good meal. Yes. Go on. Continue. Jason Campbell had no chance in San Francisco at Candlestick that night. Right. Like we've seen so many of those games where the starter's out and there's no chance. To his credit, Brian Hoyer actually gave the Bears a chance, as you just mentioned off the top, when he was the Bears backup. I don't think he gave the Raiders much of a chance today. But where I'm going with this is Tyson Bajan more than gave the Bears a chance to win today. Yeah, how funny is that? We know Bears backup quarterback play really well. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Well, the point is he just didn't look like a backup. So separate of Justin Fields, separate of any type of controversy, should they go to Beijing and all this? I don't want to call it straight up nonsense. I think there's some conversation that can be had there. But just at a minimum, 
Like the Bears have something here with Tyson Bajan. What it is, maybe it's just a great backup to have for the next four years. I don't know. But just kudos to him. He did what he was asked to do today. I would give him an A for what he was asked to do today. He played like more than a backup, potentially even a starter. I think DJ Moore said it well after the game in calling him, you know, an NFL quarterback. That's what he proved today. Granted, it's only one start. There's a lot of, you know, it's a small sample size in the NFL, but you give him credit for what he did. Well, today. well there's certain elements of today that are back up esque, right? The quick game, the the emphasis on the running game, right? Like maybe the end of the first half, maybe more experienced quarterback gets a little more leeway and whatnot. But like he was asked what he's he's doing, what he's asked to do, right? In, in a sense, yeah. I think what stood out to me is just how poised he is it's like scrambling to his right finding dj Moore. i think his longest completion was 17 yards right but there was glimpses of patience poise going through his reads and a lot of this is what we saw in training camp in the preseason where he earned that spot now i I know the raiders aren't very good i get it they're one of the worst teams in the league maybe well they just lost the bears like this is what we're talking about but I think where I'm encouraged if I'm the Bears or just trying to like digest this game is a lot of things that we saw from Tyson Bajant, just in terms of his comfort, the quick release, his ability to get the ball out quick, like all those good things that we saw in the preseason, all those good things we saw already in practice where he beat out P.J. Walker. It was a continuation of that in a real NFL game with a premier pass rusher after him and Max Crosby. Like that is all a positive to me in so many ways. Well, again, I think again that here's the thing about that is what they ran say with Bajan is actually what I hope Luke Getzey would have also run with Justin Fields. Like from the jump, there was just a lot of smart things that took Crosby out of it. Whether you're running end arounds, either at him or away from him. But even when you went his direction, it was in a way where like he couldn't react fast enough to make the tackle. And then you're by him, right? You you ran the ball consistently. You ran quick concepts so that even if he did defeat his block, he couldn't get you there. Like, I don't care who the quarterback is. A smart offensive coordinator would have run those elements regardless if they really wanted to win this football game. Maybe there's a couple deep shots here and there too, if fields is the quarterback, but I don't like, I think this narrative that like they dumbed things down for Bajan or they ran this for Bajan and they wouldn't have run it for fields. I hope that's not the case. Well, I, I think there's like, there's, I do think there's some of that, right? Th- there has to be just in terms of experience. Um, there, there, there has to be some of that, right? I, I'm just trying to articulate in the best way I can. Like, this is this is a backup division two quarterback making his first NFL start. There, there are things pared down a bit. This isn't sure. what Justin Fields would have would have gotten, and I think that's okay. It worked for today. We'll work against the Chargers if he has to play. I don't know, but for this game against this opponent, it worked very, very well for Tyson Page. Um, but I think that. You also have to give him credit for some of these plays he's made on third down. You know, third down hitting Tyler Scott over the middle, the touchdown to to Foreman. Like he was under pressure. He a lot of things going on in that play, and he got it to he and here's the one thing I want to give him credit for 
where again, this doesn't have to be a like Bajent versus Fields thing all the time. But I think anybody who's watched these two quarterbacks understands like Bajent's getting the ball out faster. It's actually it's actually an objective fact. Uh, yeah, there's numbers. Courtney Cronin there. just tweeted out the time. Like he got the ball out. Where did that go? Uh two point. I can't find it now. Two point five seconds, something like that. You keep talking, I'll find it for you. It was I just saw this. Um regardless, like it's actually timed. It's a mathematical number, and he got the ball out faster. That doesn't mean he's a better quarterback. It just means that he did that. And I think we've seen that even going back to training camp, that that's one of his strengths. Justin Fields has other strengths. This one appears to be Tyson Bajans. And what I liked, Johns, is he always seemed to have, I like to call it feel. Like feel for where his exit option was. You could also call it a check down. Well the, I, well, the touchdown is a perfect example. 2.75 seconds per next-gen yes, stats. Yeah. Um, right. Like, he could keep his eyes downfield, and then when he felt that it was time to get rid of the ball, he knew where it was, even if it was all the way over here to the left. And they would get two yards. But you know what it was? You know what it was when the game was over? John's one sack. The only negative plays were really penalties in this game. And there was too many of those. We could talk about that. But they avoided the negative play because he was willing to get rid of the ball. And that innate, like, sort of just feel for how to do that and when to do that, I was impressed by that. And I think it's okay to be impressed by that. In one game, I'm I'm trying to, because what's your last memory of Justin Fields? Holding on to the football. Scrambling to the left. 6.87 seconds. Yes, we're Tom Thayer screaming, throw it! Yeah. But this is a long conversation we've had about Fields, um, whether it's with Nate Tice, Josh Lucas, whomever we had, JT O'Sullivan. Justin Fields is a big game hunter, and this was part of the concern of him coming out, right? This, it was. It was. He was not a top five pick. He was the 11th overall pick. This is, this is what happens. Um, we saw that again, though. I'm going to go back to what we saw in training camp in the preseason. Like that quick release was always there, and the mobility of Tyson Bajan was actually always there. Like I wasn't surprised to see him buy himself time and hit open receivers because we saw that in training camp. Again, he beat out PJ Walker doing such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we still hit the over though on times Adam Hogue would say throw the ball. Really? We, I, I it was three. Throw it. Yeah, there was it was three times. Oh, you actually went the full throw the ball. Well, throw it or throw it. It's the same thing. It still counts. So there were still a couple times where I thought he he held on to it a little too long, but none of those resulted in negative plays. And there were a couple times where he got rid of it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Justin takes a sack there. So something to work with there. That's the point. If you're Justin Fields and you. Like if he, I, he's a great teammate, outstanding teammate, but just in terms of his own career sense, like do you kind of force the issue to try to come back? Or if you're the Bears, are you like Justin? Be patient with this. Tyson Bajan can play a bit. I think it's a great question. I I I think Bajan today bought you at least a week. You being the Bears, yeah. Yeah, like if you're now now look, if he if he can grip the ball this week 
and that ball's coming out. Like, there's got to be certain checkpoints. It can't just be grip the ball. I need to see if I'm the Bears and I'm the coaching staff. Like, the trainers can clear him, but if I'm Andrew Janoco, his quarterback's coach, I need to see that ball coming out with the same zip and the same spin that it normally does. I need to know that in the course of this game, he's going to take a hit on that hand and he can withstand that blow. Right? Like, and if it's and if there's any doubt of that whatsoever, I think what Tyson Bagent did today was show you that he can keep you in this game against the Chargers and maybe give you a chance to win. And also, I think there's that inherent curiosity. Hey, if Justin's healthy again, we might not get a chance to look at Bajan again this season. And we do want to see what it looks like against a different team that's going to make adjustments that if I'm the Chargers, I'm coming up closer to the line of scrimmage to kind of take away some of this quick game and see how he adjusts. So it's another like evaluation opportunity as well. So to me, if there's any doubt about fields, I think you, I think you roll with Bajan for one more week. I want to reiterate what I said a a couple podcasts ago. If you're Justin Fields, don't force this issue. Like come back when you're fully healthy. So the, the bad things don't add up where you're not one helmet deflection of your hand away from removing the game because your grip strength disappears. Can I play devil's advocate though? Go on games on Sunday night football next week. If Bajan plays well, beats the chargers in front of the whole country. Like it's already a story. I got the game on right now. They're in halftime, and they're they just were showing Beijing getting the game ball. Nobody watched this game today. <laughs> this was Bears Raiders noon, like the sixth game on the list when they show you the games that are on at noon. This is the last one they listed. And I'm sure the NFL world is like, who? And it's still a story. So now Sunday night football, if he if he repeats this and gets a win. Now this thing's roll. Now you're talking about um, every ESPN talking head show on Monday morning being like, well, they got to keep rolling with Tyson Bates. So I get where you're coming from on that. But on the other hand, I think to answer your original question, I think if I'm Justin, I am very eager to get back. So I think this works better with for Tyson Bates because the Bears ran the ball so well. Do you know who has a worse run defense than the the Raiders? Um, the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers. They're allowing nearly 146 yards per game. And you and I saw this from the start when this offensive line is healthy. And I know there was some issue with Cody Whitehair still being in the lineup. I still think if you want to run the ball, he's more than functional. But they can run the ball. They've been running the ball okay. Like they ran the ball all well last year. And they they've actually I know it started off slow. I think weeks one through three. Fox showed it on the broadcast today. Weeks one through three, they ranked 17th. And then weeks four through six, they ranked second. So and those were field starts. So I I, I just don't want to go down a road to like be like, well, Beijing got a better running game than Fields has. Like I think they've been running the ball fine with when Fields okay. playing quarterback too. Now some of that was maybe Fields' own legs built in there too. You're talking about bit. last year or th- this year? I don't no, think both. Fields legs have, have talk about been, both. Yeah, 
Um, I think they committed to it a little bit more today. And that was probably a result of, hey, we have a backup quarterback out there. Yeah, I think in terms of yeah. backup-esque, mm-hmm. like that's part of it. They ran for, what, 175 yards today? 173, something like that? Yeah. Dante Foreman had a good day. He did. Um, he got a game ball, too, after the game. Deserved it. Got a little banged up, too, but seemed to be okay fighting through that. Uh So how would you handle this? What do you think happens this week? What do I think not, happens? Not that we know. What I think happens is if I, I I think Justin Fields is out there like Wednesday or Thursday practicing. Yeah, I think so too. And then there's some difficult conversations to be had because I think he's going to try to play. And I think this would have been the case, win or lose. Maybe internally, I don't think you'll ever hear it on record but we know how things have gone for Justin Fields this year. Maybe there's some little self-motivation to get back to hurry things up. I I wouldn't advise that. I I really wouldn't, but I think Wednesday, Thursday, you're having tough conversations at Alice Hall. We're talking about who the starting quarterback is on Sunday night football. Well, and I think it's tough, tough decisions even during the week because it's just it, Bajan's in a better place if he knows all week he's playing, right? Like they knew that all this week. They put the game plan in for Bajan. This is what we're doing. Mentally, he knows all week long. I'm the guy. If there's indecision on Wednesday, Thursday, or there's any doubt, that means less practice reps for Bajan, a murkier game plan. And I'm not saying he can't survive that, but I'm just saying it sort of puts him at a disadvantage, at least more of a disadvantage than he had this week, knowing that he was the guy the whole time. Money man here on the comments is asking why we can't just have a good meet, like a good backup. This is why I hate the media. Well, we've covered a lot of backups here, money man. And this one does feel a bit different because it's an undrafted division two rookie. Right. Just beat the Raiders. Like some of the stats they're throwing out, like before the game, about like how many stands were in, like how many people were in the stands for his last game and who he was playing. This is kind of insane just in terms of the magnitude of what Tyson Bajan pulled off today. Well, and also if they had a starting quarterback that they already knew they wanted to give a second contract to, this would not be a conversation. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, it's great if they have a backup quarterback who might actually be a starter, too. That'd be awesome. I mean, if Tyson Bajan's on the Eagles or Tyson Bajan's on the Chiefs filling in for Mahomes, like they're just celebrating a good job by the backup quarterback. That's not the situation here in Chicago right now. So, and it's not us creating it. These are the conversations that are happening. And how I guarantee you they're having conversations inside Hallis Hall tonight. As we're recording this, maybe they're done by now. I hope they are. Hopefully they're enjoying their night, but there's conversations already about how do we proceed going forward? You know, there are. Who do you think Luke Getzi wants to start this next week? Now, now see. Now, now you're getting at the most important questions and even bigger than that one. That's maybe the most relevant this week. 
the big elephant in the room is what does Ryan Poles really think of Justin Fields right now? Yeah, well, that's still to be determined. Like, what's the cliche question? Who gives you the best chance to win? Yeah. Is it a banged up Justin Fields who's having trouble with his grip strength? Whose last game wasn't that good, but who had very good outings before that? who is clearly the more superior quarterback, at least at this stage in their careers, or is it Tyson Bajan, who's coming off a very efficient backup-esque starting debut? That's what gets back to, look, if Fields is healthy, they're going to play Fields. They probably should play Fields. I don't think this evaluation is or should be over yet. No. Agreed. Um. But it, I get back to what I said. Like, if there's if there's any doubt, I I think you can make the argument that Bajan might give you the best chance to win. Look, ball security is a part of this too. Yeah, and and Fields Fields ball security is questionable. Fumbles have been an issue when he had a good healthy thumb. Well, you're also onto something with the sack rate too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've said it numerous times in this podcast. I get the offensive line plays a role in sacks. But it's I that is a quarterback like statistic. Just go back to that first play of last game against the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. The person who helps eliminate sacks the most is still the quarterback. Whether it's getting the protection line, getting the ball out, throwing it away. There's so many things a quarterback does to eliminate sacks. I know protection is key. I know offensive line play is key, but it's still a quarterback sack, in my opinion. And I think 32 NFL front offices feel the way, same way. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Can we talk about the defense a little bit? Yep. Is Matt Eberflus a good defensive coordinator? He was in Indianapolis. That's why he's here, right? Right. Uh, I just... If it's starting to feel like they upgraded over Al- Allen Williams. Well, they also got like upgrades and talent in, in the back end back. Sure, but this thing was starting slow this season. It didn't look that good. And now recently, granted, they're not playing the best teams, and the Raiders have been struggling on offense all year. It's definitely a part of this. The, the Vikings Ryan Hoyer. The Vikings didn't have Justin Jefferson. At one point, I thought every pass was just going to go to Devontae Adams because he asked for it during the, the week. <laughs> it looked like that early. Yes. But look, I mean, I was questioning the game plan early. I didn't understand why. I like. I'm like, why is Tyreek Stevenson on Devonte Adams ever? But they stuck with what that apparently was their plan, and it worked. I actually like that in like so many facets, though, just in terms of Stevenson gaining that experience, because Adams does so many things, just in terms of trying to make you miss within that route, right? Just. In so many ways, whether it's the first step off the line, his stem, you know, the, the breaks he puts into everything he does. I, I love that experience for the rookie. Um, by the end of the day, he was all right. You know, I got to be honest. Now, 
and they turn the ball, three takeaways, plus three. I, I mean, really, you hit any any stat in this game, whether it's third downs, turnovers, um, time of possession. The Bears dominated that, too. Like, they, this was complimentary football. Uh, Flus gave us another drop post game. He said, if there's one word that comes to mind, it's complimentary football. <laughs> it's good. Um, you, you had a better drop earlier this week, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah, Maybe. I'll find it. This I'll week. find it here. You week. have it already cut? Nothing's off the table. Nothing on. No, 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 oh, no. Mine, mine. You. Yeah, you, you. know what? Chet didn't send that to me unless I completely missed it. You. Yeah, you. I'm still, I'm still amazed that apparently only one person caught that, and it was our listener of this show who sent me, <laughs> who DM me about. It. No one else did. No one in the media room brought it up for our high school humor. Um, Ev Warriors calling it conservative football. You know what? Conservative football could work against Brian Hoyer and Josh McDaniels. It's conservative, but like they they scored three touchdowns. It's working and it's winning. You beat on you put thirty points up on the board. Uh, yeah. One was a pick six, but you know what I'm saying. And it's not like the Raiders' defense is bad. Like, can we can we stop for a second? Like Max Crosby's one of the best players in the league. He's a game wrecker. They well, he is, but, but the Raiders' defense isn't. It's on the, the lower third of the, the league. It's in the lower third. Yeah, I fine, but like they still do the, you do they get credit for negating one of the best players in the league or not? They do. Like the whole week we were talking about Max Crosby. Matt Eberflus brought him up without even being asked about him. Like I just don't know what's wrong about here's the game plan for how like this is how coaching should work. How do we beat this team this week? Like the style point shouldn't matter. Khalil Mack is next. They won by 18. It should have been even more because the Raiders scored a garbage time touchdown. Shout out to Aiden O'Connell, Stevenson grad. That had to be a cool moment for him to come into the game. Josh McDaniels probably should have started him, but he gets in late. He gets to score a touchdown on Soldier Field. That's cool for him. Yeah, that's a misevaluation there. I don't know. I don't give the younger kid a shot. Josh McDaniels is in trouble. Yeah. That nonsense, too. He he goes for it on fourth down, wastes two minutes off the clock, then kicks the field goal. It's the fourth quarter, dude. You have to score a touchdown here. This and is, and that's not the first time like decisions like that have come up this year with Josh McDaniels. Right. Didn't that happen against well, the, I think last week? <laughs> like the Browns? Didn't that come up? No, they didn't play the Browns yet. It must have been the Steeler game. Uh, another commenter brought up Justin Herbert. You know, Justin Herbert's not having a good year right now. Mm-mm. Do you know the Bears are eight and a half point underdogs? Eight and a half. That surprised me when I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert's pass rating in the previous three games. 68.6, 84.072.7. He's been sacked. He was sacked five times today by the Chiefs. Yeah, he won't get sacked five times next week. No. Um, he beat the Raiders 24-17 three weeks ago. 
if I had to peg the line for this game, I would have said four and a half. Maybe five and a half tops. Eight and a half. That surprised me. The Chargers have not been playing that well. They're two and four, right? Two and five? Yeah, they're two and four. The Bears are two and five. Yeah, they already had their bye week. They came out of their bye. Now, they've played some tough teams the last two weeks. They had the, the Cowboys and then the Chiefs on a short week. They played on Monday night against the Cowboys. Um, but they're only two wins this year against the Vikings and Raiders. Two bad teams. Yeah. Now, a lot of close games, though. They Today was their first game all season that was not a one-score game. So the, they're the opposite of the Vikings last year. Yeah. Well, they're basically what the Vikings are this year. <laughs> Losing all the games. Vikings got the 49ers tomorrow night in Minnesota. Um, it's going to be an interesting week, though. We'll see how this plays out. I, I agree with you. I feel like Justin makes an appearance on the practice field, tries to make a push to play. I, I had this in the column a couple days ago. The only thing that's been missing this season is some quarterback controversy. And I'm not saying we're there, but I know some readers, some listeners, others in our line of work might think there is. I don't think there is yet. One more win we might get there, and then maybe even later this year if Justin Fields struggles this again after returning from his injury. Oh, well, here's... I mean, look, the only way that that, that train stops is if Fields comes back and plays well. And plays well for more than one game. Yeah. Um, if he... There's two scenarios that by Monday of next week, this is a full-blown national quarterback controversy. And one is Fields doesn't play. Bajan plays well and wins. The second is if Fields does play and doesn't play well. Like I'm telling you, this is that's leading Monday's get up. Yeah. Next week. And, and hold on. I got to comment on this. Bigfoot, the media narrative, I, like we picked against. I, I feel like I picked the Raiders to read this one. Listen, guys, the media narrative has already been written. It's move on from Fields because Bajan is the future. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. They just want the story. Like anybody's saying that, at least not on this podcast. I believe I picked the Raiders to win today. Yeah, I did too. Just don't. I'm going to pick the games wrong no matter what. That's what I've learned this season. <laughs> I got no. I'm chance. actually awful against the spread. It. You weren't that bad. You're only one game under 500 on the season. I don't know how today played out. Um, I think I had the Lions. That didn't go well. No. Definitely didn't have the Bears. Nothing's off the table. Nothing is on the table right now. We'll see what the table looks like this week. Confirm there is a table. Oh, there is? No, there is no table in the media room. The media room where the the, the coaches used to sit behind and Justin Fields and others. Now it's a podium. Now it's a yeah lectern, I think. Oh, yeah. That would be the lectern. It's sitting on a podium. Correct. Okay. Table is gone. So there's no table. Media humor. Bears have two wins since they made that move. I'm just saying. They went to the lectern. They, I don't remember the exact moment they did it, but I know both of their wins came after that. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, any other final thoughts? No. Defense played good. Running game was good. Uh, offensive line played well. I like the combination. 
Yeah. Stick with it. So a night game in LA. We were wondering if this game might get flexed. I figured it wouldn't because it's still at the end of the day, Chicago and LA markets. A lot of Bears fans are going to be there next week. And I think now NBC's probably for a game between two, four, two and four teams or two, two and four and two and five. It's still a relatively interesting matchup. If the broadcast doesn't bring Tyson Bajan's dad out and have him arm wrestle everybody, I, I, I'm serious about this. You, you that should be the halftime show. It, it, it's about entertainment, right? The, mm-hmm. At least the pregame show. Yeah. His, his dad's like the greatest arm wrestler of all time. If you don't bring him on set and have him arm wrestle every single person on that, which would be a table, that table, at that table, then that's disappointing. We, we had Bragg's arm wrestle Carm. On the post game today, <laughs> one the guy that carries the bricks around all the time destroyed him. <laughs> Bad, like oh, Sylvester yeah. Car- the slow Stallone over the top. No, Carr made a mistake because he tried to go for the two hands to cheat, and then he realized after he did that he still wasn't going to win. So he quickly tried to take his hand off so it didn't look even worse. You know, because. It looks better if you just lose one hand and then two handed. Yeah. But it, you know, it was already on tape. You can go look at the tape. Dude, you were losing with two hands. It was about as embarrassing as it could possibly be. The brick layer. Yeah. Brick by brick. Yeah. So, Carm's got to do some workouts this week with some bricks. Come back next week stronger. Maybe All right. a few months from now. <laughs> well, I'm sure tomorrow will be a nice calm day on the radio in Chicago. And uh, we'll be back Tuesday to see what Flus has to say tomorrow. Watch the tape. We'll have some more reaction on Tuesday. And then uh, yeah, here we the Bears, go. Players run themselves Monday and Tuesday off. It's a little lovey move, right? It is a little lovey move. Lovey would give the guys Monday off after win. Three takeaways? Three, right? Yeah. Two for Jalen Johnson. How about that? Good for him. Help him his cause of getting paid. Or and a pick increasing six. his trade value? No, we're not going there. I don't think he gets traded. Neither do I. I'm not guaranteeing he's on the team next year, but I don't think he gets traded here. One more game before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. I also hope the Bears stay quiet on the trade deadline day because it's Halloween. Yes, please do. And I'd like to go trick-or-treating with my children. <laughs> you know this team, though. I have left a few family functions to yeah. go handle a few Bears related items. Um, all right. Fun show. Fun day. Good win for the Bears. They got the job done. However, it looked good for Tyson Bajan. It had to be a really cool moment for him. 53 family and friends in the, um, the stands today. Now, is that the whole town that he's from in West Virginia? I don't think like... Just think, his last start, there was 2,000 fans in the stands. Today, there was 60,000 people watching all over the country. That's kind of cool. A little different. He handled the moment well. Yes. Yes. It's not nothing. Yeah. So if I I have a final thought, just kind of enjoy the Tyson Bajan story for the time being before whatever happens in the future. Because this was a pretty cool day for, for him and his family. Right. It's a, it's a good point. Good perspective. Um, 
and now we ride into week was it week eight now week eight yeah okay see if justin fields comes back or not sunday night game should be fun all right um follow us on twitter at adam hogue at adam johns and the show account is at hogue and johns make sure you're following us there please hit subscribe if you're watching live on youtube hit that like button as well helps us grow the channel we really appreciate you and of course the voicemail line has been open all day we'll have your voicemails on tuesday you can read all of johnsy's coverage all of kevin fishbane's coverage uh on the athletic theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to subscribe there. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. See ya. The one word that stands out to me is complimentary football.